Welcome to episode five of Bruin Success, where we talk to UCLA alumni and discover the many paths to success beyond UCLA. I'm your host, Katie Russo, and today I'm excited to be with Patrick Fontenet, production coordinator at Game 7 Marketing. Patrick graduated from UCLA in 2016 with a degree in film and television and has launched his career in entertainment on the production side of the house since then. Patrick, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming back to campus today and taking the time to talk with us. Thank you for having me, Katie. Absolutely. So to start us off, can you tell us a little bit about what work looks like as a production coordinator at Game 7 Marketing? And what does a day in the life look like, you know, some challenges and things that you encounter um, and what you enjoy most in this work? Uh, sweet. Um, well, day in the life as a production coordinator at Game 7 uh, is very, it's on the fly. Um, right now, Game 7 actually just pretty much emerged their their West Coast offices here in Los Angeles uh, last year. Um, they do have a foundation on the East Coast. So when I came into the into the space, I actually went to them and told them like, hey, I've been connected to you all through a connection I've had from Beats by Dre. And I was like, I want to help out where I feel like I can excel. Not so much of like, there was already a role for me. Um, given my like background, I was like, they're like, all right, great. Well, what does that mean? Are you just gonna kind of create it? And I was like, well, you guys are the creative producer. You guys are the creative director, and I want to be able to like support that. And um, from supporting that, it can look from anything from sending out tons of emails. It can be about hopping on social media and recruiting uh, photographers, videographers, web designers from Los Angeles to New Orleans to Houston oh, wow. to New York. So it's a really big nationwide stuff, and that can also be booking and. Some days I got to go on shoots and do some really cool things for some of our clients. I probably shouldn't say here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I signed an NDA, so I don't know if I can disclose that information, sure. but yeah. Um, and then remind me the second part of your question. Um, so I guess like what's most challenging in this work and then what do you find most rewarding? Okay. Well, like I was saying, um, with, with the challenges, Game seven here on the West Coast is definitely more of a starter phase. Mm -hmm. So one of the challenges I think is about creating my own workflow. Um, before I kind of landed that, I do have a background from when I was at Disney ABC, and they have a very streamlined workflow, as you could imagine. Right. Um, they've been around for a long time and have had a lot of you know Emmy award winning shows. Um, so I was able to bring that to the workspace. Um, I think at times it is a little bit challenging me, you know, being as young as I am mm -hmm. and telling people older than I like, hey, I know that you guys are technically seniority and stuff, but because of my work background, um, and I don't want to say this in any type of way that comes off as like, oh, I'm better than you, never mm -hmm. that, because uh, there's always lessons to be learned, but it's about communicating to them like, hey, I do know a very efficient workflow mm -hmm. if you guys are willing to hear me out about that. And then it's about like me being... 24 years old sitting down with 32 33 year olds mm -hmm. and in a conference room and tell them i think we should do it like this like that and then we can be more efficient in this way yeah. and that way um so that's the more challenging thing right. those people to, to, yeah. <laughs> to understand it but uh luckily it's a creative field so those guys are super open super cool um i love those guys that i work with um and then in terms of the rewards of it is mm -hmm. actually that that kind of growth um mm -hmm. I'm a big believer of you definitely get in what or like you get you receive what you put in mm -hmm. right totally and it may not be like hey I, res I put in 
let's give a, a metaphor. I put in $1, so what I'm going to receive is $1. No, mm-hmm. it's a vending machine. Sometimes you might put in $1 and you might get chips or you <laughs> might get a soda or you might get, you know, like some Starburst or yeah. whatever it is, you know? Um, so it's cool to see, like, when I put in efforts, like, next thing I know, I might be on set um, uh, freestyling with some major artists. It's pretty cool, cool, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then can you tell us a little bit about, I know outside of your role at Game 7, you also, you know, have this entrepreneurial spirit and are doing a lot of kind of creative entrepreneurial work on the side. Can you tell us a little bit about um, what you're doing in that realm? Yeah. Um, that is such a, it's, it's a baby. <laughs> it's a baby. It's something that you're raising from the ground up. Uh, it starts with an idea. And I think that that's something I was able to hone in from uh, being, you know, a North Campus major here at UCLA. Mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely being in Melnitz. It's like, yo, what's your idea? What's your vision? How can you tell this in a compelling way? <laughs> um, as my instructor Fabian would say. Um, so on the entrepreneurship side, uh, what I do creatively outside of work is kind of always in the focus, I would say, but I had to be very conscious of the job that I that I did take um, to pretty much shape the way I wanted it to go. Um, I know that there's different approaches. I could have, you know, got out of college and got a, you know, a really high paying job that mm-hmm. was probably going to take a lot of energy. And I don't know how that may have affected my entrepreneur stuff because I'd be very tired after work. Right. Um, I took, I definitely took a risk for myself. A lot of the nature of the work that I do from television to um, the stuff at Game 7 is very project-based. Mm. So when I'm not working there, I'm able to have like two, three, four weeks at a time to just take all that stuff I learned and apply it to whether it be a, a friend's music video mm. or um, a, a pro, like an album that I might be working on under a moniker. <laughs> um, and um, it, it's really exciting. We're in a very interesting uh, a time. I actually have a thing that I call Jack of Spades. It's a brand that I'm developing. Okay. Um, that is about you know really embracing the multifaceted, multi-dimensions that we have in 2019. Yeah. With the internet, there's tons of things you can do. Never feel like you have to limit yourself to just one thing. Right. Yeah, that's super cool. That's mm-hmm. that's awesome. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about you know since you graduated in 2016, you tell us a little about your kind of professional trajectory thus far. So how did you go from film and television student at UCLA to, you know, getting to work a little bit with, you know, Disney ABC, Beats by Dre, now with Game 7 and all your kind of side projects. Um, What were some of the pivotal moments, you know, during your time as a student um, that kind of, you know, got you to where you are today? Oh, Uh, every moment. (laughs) Uh, Every moment um, from the introduction to to like, you know, the first time that I had an like an econ class, because uh, mm-hmm. when I first came in, at the time when I came into school for theater from a television, the program was just a two year program. Okay. It wasn't four years as it was now, as it is now. Mm-hmm. So I had to have a, a major and have that type of focus if I wanted to be admitted to the film school. I see. Um, so that kind of always kept my priority straight, which is something mm-hmm. I'm able to really hone in now professionally. It's like, okay, well, we're focusing on that because we know if we put our effort into this, it'll result in this, Got it. right? Mm-hmm. And then also some of those late nights, like when I was here at UCLA, um, when I was in film, I uh, concentrated in digital media, interpret digital media. 
Um, and at the same time, I was uh, a part of Cultural Affairs Commission um, for Jazz Reggae Fest and uh, Hip Hop Congress as well. Uh, shout out to those two mm-hmm. commissions. I love them so much, so mm-hmm. deeply. But because of that, you know, I could be planning an event and then have to go back home at nine o'clock and edit a video mm. that's due and I'll be editing that until yeah. two, two thirty in the morning. Yeah. But when you really want to see something happen, you make sure it happens. Right. You know? And um that's pretty much kind of like, you know, those those type of skills kind of like really tuck me professionally. You know, mm-hmm. when I got out of school, um I made some incredible friends, incredible connections. Um and I also did a took advantage of the resources, mm-hmm. you know. Um UCLA has a great um they have a great alumni connection, you know. So you go there and you're able to see what type of jobs everyone's doing. You're like, oh, that person's a producer. That person's mm-hmm. a writer. Um, well, maybe if I can just at least, I may not be able to get in contact with this person. I can't say I can get in contact with every single person. But if I'm able to take them as a reference and build mm-hmm. myself up to that stature, I'm sure some type of opportunity will come. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I did. I just looked at you know some of the great alumni that came out of here some of my own contemporaries and I was like, hey, I wanna I wanna do this. You know? And um I like cool brands. So I've just been very lucky. <laughs> That's <laughs> I would be great. Very lucky. A little bit of luck too. Yeah, a yeah. Luck. A sprinkle of it, right? Yes. And and so thinking about that too, you talking about just kind of going out and like seeking out some of those alumni and seeing what people are doing. Was mm-hmm. that something like, you know, is that something you, you know, learned on your own or just like met certain people that kind of helped, you know, shape that path or give you those connections? Hmm. It, it's a combination. Mm-hmm. I feel like for a long time, I've always been the type of person who's like, I don't just have one friend group. Mm-hmm. I like to balance around like um, when I was uh, something not a lot of people know about me when I was here. At UCLA, like I said, it was a two. It's a two-year program to get into TFT, um, and I was a biz econ major for a year and a half. In between that time, I also tried to do com. I tried mm-hmm. to do music industry, and I tried to do uh, English. Okay. So I'm bouncing in different communities all the time, uh-huh. and I'm in different film groups all the time. And um, I was I was kind of forcing myself to meet new people always forcing myself mm-hmm. to meet new people and um I loved it because everyone UCLA being as diverse as it is it is it's kind of a microcosm of what's happening in the world at large if mm-hmm. you look at it like that um but with it being as diverse it's like I can go speak with friends who are from uh one of my first roommates in college was he was from Hong Kong oh, you know wow. so hearing his story and how he got there was incredible yeah. and he lived in the same in the same actual suite as I did. And then okay. my best friend and actually uh, someone who I live very closely to now, um, he lived on the floor underneath me. He was on the second floor. Okay. I was on the third floor. <laughs> and then uh, we just met each other. And then next thing I know, we met each other first year and now we're best friends through life and he's doing great things and we create together. It's awesome. That's so cool. Awesome. That's super cool. Um, so thinking about so many students wanting to go into entertainment and media and Mm -hmm. you know especially I think there's even more nowadays like you talked about with technology and everything like there's so many more students who want to go into the creative side of that world um what advice would you give 
to those students about how to kind of develop a personal and professional brand. So what have you learned and what advice can you give to them as they, you know, continue to create content and things mm -hmm. like that? And how do they develop their brand for, you know, future employers and, you know, their network and things like that? Mm -hmm. You kind of, you know, in the question, you kind of answered a little bit about developing a future, like developing a brand. Um, brands aren't found. They're developed. Mm -hmm. They are, you have to build this thing very solid. Um, from the team, from the company to have around you, from the vision. Um, and if my word of advice is if someone wants to get into this, this field of building their own brand professionally and, and also personally, is you have to really know yourself first. Mm -hmm. You have to know yourself. You have to be willing to um, meditate or you know read or pray, whatever it is. Get into that zone look into the mirror and be completely honest with what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? I know my weaknesses. Mm -hmm. You know, at times it's like people say I'll step in a room and have a certain type of confidence, but I definitely know my weaknesses. Mm -hmm. um, and what I've learned to do is you have to offset that, right? Like um, one thing I do is like, I like, I like to make music. Um, I'm a really good songwriter. Um, I love to perform production. Actually the music of it isn't my strong suit. But mm -hmm. one of my really good friends who I met through Hip Hop Congress, um, Jesse, who also goes by Jay Dawa, he, um, he's a very talented producer. He plays saxophone, he knows a little about keys, he knows how to compose drums. Yeah. And it's about, okay, I see that this is what you like to do. Mm -hmm. I like to do that. Let me make sure that you know I got it covered. Right. You got it covered. <laughs> I got it covered. And then we come together and make this magic, you yeah, know? Yeah. And just building it, it's gonna get hard. It's going to get hard. It it should be hard. And um, but that's like I think in conflict is where the magic is. You know, mm -hmm. like you can't really no one can really take your brand away from you because they they don't know the actual ingredients to making it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So just, you know, trust your process. Um and yeah, just yeah, develop it. It's mm -hmm. build it solid, build it solid. There's no rush. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's such a good point you make about just that self-awareness and like taking time to learn more about your strengths, your areas of growth and, you know, putting in the time and energy into those areas, you know, for certain projects, things like that. But also, you know, capitalizing on your strengths and utilizing your network and your resources, such as friends or other people to kind of help you in those areas that, you know, are their strengths. So, yeah, yeah I think that's that's really great advice. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Community. It's, it's all about community at the end of the day um, as an artist, as as a production assistant, as a coordinator, you know, like I can't coordinate if there aren't people to do it with. Mm -hmm. I can't assist no one. You know, I need someone to assist. Definitely. And understanding that whenever you go into a workspace um, or if you're developing your own business or your own brand, your own, you know, content that you want to get out to the world is that um, it's for people. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, this is the service industry. We serve people. We're mm -hmm. here to to give people knowledge, and we kind of owe that to them. And also, like, if you're coming from UCLA, it's like these people, everyone in the world is intelligent. Mm -hmm. Everyone in the world is special. Everyone has their own little things that make them special and make them explode of joy, <laughs> and they're super passionate about. And it's like, put them in those positions, mm -hmm. you know? Be aware and put them in those positions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so growing up, did you know that you always wanted to go into entertainment and kind of media or what sparked your desire to kind of enter this world? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> I'm smiling because um, I think my soul knew it before my mind did. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, I like that. <laughs> yeah, my soul definitely knew it. Um, I wish my mom was here. Um, I was that kid. Uh, who was, you know, I'm born in 1994. Um, I, I'm literally on the cusp of being a millennial. Mm -hmm. So like when the internet, I remember having dial-up internet and like being <laughs> on the computer and, or like when video games got really popular, PlayStation 1s and PlayStation 2s. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling my mom, I'll do this as a career. She's like, you're crazy. This <laughs> stuff will never go far. Now you have gamers making millions of dollars, yeah. you know? And you have all this access to stuff. So I had this access to media at a very young age. Mm -hmm. I was figuring out, um, you know, I had a Game Boy in my hand at a very young age. Um, I remember learning, type, taking typing lessons very, very early. And like my, my adopted sister was helping me learn how to navigate a computer. Mm -hmm. And that was when I started finding music videos. And I was like, wait. And I remember seeing the Thriller music video, Michael Jackson's uh -huh. Thriller music video. Yeah. That's something that's like super important to like kind of like my my desire to go into doing what I do. I love when media kind of when they kind of mix and they intersect um, is like, yo, you have this musician, but the music video looks like a like a movie. Like, <laughs> oh, so you can do that. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, like the peas can touch the mashed potatoes and you can consume it and it's still good. Yeah. I was like, yo, I definitely want to do that. So. Um, I would always be watching videos. I would always be singing music. Um, I would always, when I was in middle school, I was in an improv class and everyone was like, you know, like, I thought you were just playing soccer the other day <laughs> and then you're playing basketball here. And then like you're, then you're in class, like you want to talk about mathematics and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> what are you trying to do? And I was like, I love it all. Mm -hmm. I, I like, I love it all. And we're in a digital age now where everything is so much more accessible, it's so much quicker and easier to do. Totally. Just like combine them all and just, you know, I think that um, I couldn't pick one. Mm -hmm. Like I really, I really could not just pick one. So I just, one day I said, I'm putting them all together and just mm -hmm. gonna make my story. <laughs> so I love it. Yeah. That's, I love it. Um, And so during your time at UCLA and since graduating, how have you, um, gone about finding mentors or people that you can lean on um, for advice and guidance kind of throughout, you know, life, career, all those things that, you know, <laughs> make us who we are. Uh, you know, Luke, uh, say Luke, Walton. Luke Skywalker needed Obi-Wan. Mm -hmm. I don't think this, the tale of Star Wars would go about it. Um, one book that I purchased actually right in Ackerman Union. It was one, it was the last book I bought for like just personal, you know, personal pleasure mm -hmm. in college was uh, a hero with a thousand faces, um, and um, George Lucas drew a lot of inspiration from it. And one thing that was an archetype was about how a pupil needs a mentor. Mm -hmm. So I thought that it's cool that I want to do all these things, and I think it's really great. But I can't say sit here and say that I had it all figured out. You know, I didn't always have the vision that these things would actually be able to work together. Mm -hmm. They just kind of did. But I knew that it would be helpful to have a mentor with oversight. And that's how I would be able to not only 
avoid certain roadblocks, but also just like build, continue to build things solid. Mm-hmm. Um, so some things that I've done is manifest it, speak it to existence. Like I have conversations and I'll tell people, hey, I could be at in line at Chick-fil-A or <laughs> at line at Chipotle. It's like, oh, we're having a conversation. I was like, what are you trying to do? I was like, well, I really want to be a renaissance man. You know, I really want to produce videos and produce events and no, would you know anyone else who loves to do those things? Mm-hmm. Simple as that. And they're like, oh, well, you know, my friend John, he's an actor. You know, yeah. so if you have a video, like, it will be great if you put him in there. I was like, all right, great. Yeah. Give me John's contact. Let's do it. You right. know? And then it's like, oh, well, I like to put on a show. It's like, oh, cool. Well, my friend Sophie over here is like, she's a creative producer. It's like, I should connect you all. It's like, great. And um, I think there's a lot of times where you put a lot of things on your plate and you may not pull through with them. Mm-hmm. But... um. At my graduation ceremony, uh, Channing, uh, her name is Channing Dungey. She was the president of ABC. She spoke. Um, and she said, always take the meeting. And I've carried that with me ever since I graduated. Mm-hmm. Always take the meeting because you just don't know what may come out of it. And um, I guess in that sense, I took her words as mentorship. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I took her words as mentorship. And right. then I just apply them to that and find my own mentors and um mentors have really I I don't know I wouldn't be who I am or where I am without some of my mentors and I'm really excited to you know give my word and pass it on to the next generation mm-hmm. and be a mentor myself I look forward to that actually yeah yeah well this, as I say this is a start right here yeah <laughs> students, students listening and people yeah. listening to your your insight and advice Sweet. so um so our last question is um what does success mean to you? Success is success is small. Success is a is a is an accumulation of a bunch of small things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to get mad anxiety when I would think like, "Oh, I have this huge project to do. Oh my God, how am I going to put together this?" concert i've never booked an artist before i've never um booked a venue before i'm managing a staff of 20 you know i have to get tickets out to 1500 students how am i gonna do that right and then i broke it up i was like wait okay let's have some fun with it all right i get to book an artist so i get to book any artist i want okay let's go what am i listening to let's go to my let's go to my Let's open up my sound, you know, at the time I had an Apple, like a, like a iPhone, you know, uh-huh. um, Spotify wasn't that big at the time. And I was like, oh, what am I listening to? I was like, okay, great. Um, this is the artist I like. So I'm going to break this up and I'm going to go get this artist. Right. That was success to me. It was like, cool. And I broke it up. So then like when I got to, you know, if I want to put on, a, let's say, let's go back to like, um, something with uh, game seven. Right. Mm-hmm. The first level of success was actually when I when I reached out to them. It was starting when I was like, okay, I want to send an email. Mm-hmm. I want to meet. Then they got back to me. Oops. They got back to me and I and I responded. I was mm-hmm. like, that's success. Great. Oh, we're in a room together or a meeting? Success. Great. Oh, we're actually going to start working? Success. Great. I get to actually coordinate? Success. Great. Oh, my God. Everything we did in the office is actually translating to on set? Boom. Great. And then next thing I know, it's on the YouTube and it's getting mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands to millions of views. Boom, that's success. Wow, yeah. Success is small. Small things that stack up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 
that's a really, I think, neat way of looking at it. And like you said, it's, it's those small victories and those small wins that eventually, you know, remind you to stay confident that like, yeah, okay, I am making progress. I am doing this and reaching success at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, thank you, Patrick, for, you know, taking time out of your schedule and coming back to campus to talk with us today. Um, We really appreciate, you know, your insight. And I think there's a lot of students that will really enjoy getting to hear more about, you know, your path from film and television student to where you are now and how you you know, have this entrepreneurial spirit and are really channeling that Renaissance man. So thank you again for your time. Oh, thank you, Katie, so much. You've been listening to the Bruin Success Podcast. Our guest this week was Patrick Fontanet, Production Coordinator at Game 7 Marketing. You can find more info on Patrick in the description of the podcast. Follow Partnership UCLA Alumni Career Programs on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe to it, tell a friend, or share your appreciation on social media. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time when we're back chatting with Jonathan Franklin, Manager of Community Affairs and Engagement at the Los Angeles Rams. This podcast was made possible by UCLA alumni.